All right, Dallas, Texas, we are en route for BC Con 2019. It's going to be a blast, and I expect to see a lot of people out there, especially at the show with Emory and May, Classic Crime Acoustic, and the new Tooth & Nail band Empty Isles. That's sponsored by the Labeled Podcast. Go to emorymusic.com for that ticket or Bad Christian Con and come see us. Today on the show, we've got Candace and Katie from the Free Sex Podcast, and they're not making that podcast anymore. And they're going to talk about that a little bit today and their company marriage supply that we're going to take over. We're going to hear all about that. It's terrific to catch up with them, and I think you would like this episode very much. Today's episode is, in fact, sponsored by Quip. Quip is a better electric toothbrush that's backed by over 20,000 dental professionals, and you can get your first refill pack for free when you visit getquip.com slash badchristian. Today's show is also sponsored by Hymns. Hems is a man's one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness. Get your trial month for $5 by going to 4 slash badchristian. Let's do it. Oh, hell yeah, God showed up. I don't give a shit what I put in my body. You don't ever f- talk to me that way. <laughs> so if you've never done oral, then you're extra virgin. No, girl, it's my flesh. I, I showed my dad my penis when I was 25 years old. You don't get more honest than that. Three, two, one. <laughs> It's the Bad Christian Podcast, and, you know, and I give we're up. gonna say I went for dark, that I went for rugged, and what? then Toby goes with his little singy-songy shit. Like, I can't tell what your white man I tried man to go dark and rugged. This is just... Your dark and rugged is like the... Uh, a kid's show. <laughs> <laughs> That's as dark and rugged as you can get. It's like I'm watching... I'm about to learn the ABCs with my five-year-old or something. I still, I still think you could offer me a little respect, but if I'm going a certain route, then just try to compliment. I can't a little tell. Bit. It sounded upbeat and joyful to me. I can't tell. I went, it was bad. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and you went. Hey, I mean, what I am said, I supposed to do with no, that? I had to drop I went out. With you. I said, "We're the Bad Christian Podcast. We're going to save that ass." That's what I said, and you ruined it. I thought that was a good one. All right. Well, let's just. I tell Joey, you what. Right we now, jumped hey, into let, horribleness. Okay. Let's let's jump right into some right. great stuff. No, let me ask you one quick question. I, okay. I just started this podcast with "We're the Bad Christian Podcast." We're gonna save that ass. How much responsibility? You're still a passion. Everything. Just this is one, and then we're moving on. Okay. What? Per, so what I just percent, say yes what, or no. What? What percentage uh, responsibility do you have of helping people get saved? Get saved zero. Yeah. All right. Moving on. All right. I'm comfortable with that answer. All right, so hey, we're gonna do something. That means you're di- not. Uh, no, that disclaimer. That probably doesn't justify your whole salary. Yep. <laughs> Whoa, man! You tell your boss that. <laughs> Come on, man! You're gonna get him in trouble with Seacoast, Joey. No, Seacoast is a big tent, my friend. They have a lot of room for different theologies, and I'm sure there's some Calvinists on staff that would agree. But I'm not. It a has Calvinist. to be a I'm huge tent going. for you to fit in it. Yeah, I I, I, I got I want to yeah. make fun of Toby a little bit. He was on a podcast recently, and you used some Christian knees, boy. I was like, gracious goodness, Toby is that. I wish I could think of. 
Oh, the big one that you said. I was like, oh my gosh. What, what podcast it, oh. was it? When you when did you listen to podcasts? You had, it, ever listened to a podcast? Wait, so you listen to podcasts if Matt and I are on them? I'm telling you, there there is one that is one of my most fun things to do is listen to you two on other podcasts. If y'all are ever a guest on a podcast, I guarantee you I will listen. I don't know what it is about it, but I if, use Christianese. If you get Matt on a podcast by himself, I just love it. And the same thing with Toby, and I don't know why, but those are my favorite. That is, I, I think I like it better than our podcast is hearing wait, you guys you, on another one. So wait, hold on. Let me just get this straight. You like podcasts way better when you aren't on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoa, this is a... I do get a little irritated with my voice, honestly. Like, I think because I'm talkative and outgoing and all that, people think that I'm full of myself and like yep. to be the center. I think of you're right. I yeah, think you're I, right on that thought. Okay. I have well, those thoughts maybe about I'm you de- all Maybe the time. I'm self deceived. But uh, we always have the BC Club as the caboose of the episode, and that is the caboose. I want to. I want to repent from that. I'm not saying that we won't ever do it again. In fact, we'll probably always have it as the caboose. But this one episode, I want to repent and do things Woo. differently. Uh, you are you are on the front of the train, my friend. And if you haven't heard of the BC Club, it is thebcclub.com. And there yeah. is, it's just a party. It's a 24-hour party. So if you want to be in the party, join it, the BC Club. If you if don't, it, then don't. Yeah. I, I mean, what am I supposed to say? I'm inviting you into fun. What can you say, Joey? Well, I'm inviting you into fun. You're I'm doing saying, everything hey, the you door's can. open for fun. It's only $7. And I guarantee and, if you don't join it, you will go to hell and burn for eternity. And that yeah, is so, a guarantee that I will make right here right, on so, this podcast. So it's no choice. We're inviting you to a party here on this earth, or you can say no to the yeah, party and it, fun and then burn in hell. You, you want to burn in hell forever? That's what you want to do? Yeah. Who chooses that? What kind of sick person chooses burning in hell as opposed to joining the BC Club? Yeah. What kind of mess? I don't want those people in our BC club. And here's that what's crazy, Toby. Hell. Here's what's crazy. The craziest thing about this is people think we are joking right now. They, we, <laughs> That's what's crazy. People think we're goofball. Oh, listen right. to them make jokes. I'm not joking about eternal salvation, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm laughing at tears. I'm not happy. I'm crying. I'm not laughing. I'm upset. <laughs> Why does that word make me laugh? I mean, it's I've heard that word you are so many a bad times. person. I'm a middle schooler. <laughs> hey, I got real quick on a side note here. Right before we got started, I was like, Reva, I'm going to run uh, to the gas station and get a snack. I'm walking down the aisles. The owls? The owls. The owl. The owls? <laughs> How you say owls? Now I'm going to really stu- look really stupid. And out of nowhere in the cooler, I see. Uh, I say Lagunitas. I know it's Lagunitas, but it's Lagunitas beer, and it's two for three dollars and thirty cents. And I was just going to get a snack, but instead, I picked up two tall boys of Lagunitas alcohol. And it sounds shit. like you drank three or four of them on your I, way back I, from the store. I'm on my first one. I'm not drunk at all. I swear. I just was. But then it does. When I said owls, aisles. There you go. I, I do sound like that. So I'm sorry. I I barely have even just cracked one open, but it was like a. You know when you say you're going to make yeah. a good decision and then you don't? That's what it, I made. I did not make a good decision. So anyway, sorry, Joey. Go get back to the BC clubbers and the people that will go to heaven. Yeah. So basically, we've got about thousand people that we have opened the doors to eternal salvation. Yeah. Uh, and and I will say this too. Joy, this is unique, Toby. Love. And I don't know if you knew this, but the Holy Spirit told me yesterday. He told me to. She told me. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Uh, Once you join the BC Club, 
there is something supernatural that happens and it never reverses even if you drop out. So we're basically asking people, just join one month, secure your salvation. You can move on with your life. I don't think you'll want to drop out of the party, Mm. but you may. Mm. So anyway, all of this chatter... Can you list some people... Let's list some people that are, their salvation's guaranteed. Well, I can read them if they're already listed for me. I'm not going to list anybody. Um, Uh, Yeah, thank you for that clarification. Sure. Do I have a list? I don't have a list in front of me. Has Reva sent it to me? Yeah, it's in the chat there. It's in the chat. All right, I got to open up my chat. While you open the chat, I'll tell, I'll just go ahead and say, we had something we wanted to talk about, about the BC Club, and I said, we could probably do that for about 10 minutes. And Toby said, Toby said, well, that won't take 10 minutes, will it? But I we know. haven't even got there yet. We it's been over ten minutes. It. I can't help it. I love my friends. You gonna make it, you gonna put me down for loving my friends? Started yet? Excuse me and for I'm loving happy. you guys. Well, I'm loving it. I'm loving it so far. I'm just saying we haven't even gotten to the thing that you said. All right. Well, take hey, just first look at this this list, and I'm already pissed off of these complicated last names. Could you have not done something about those names before signing up? But yeah. Henry Wind Wintland Windland. How do you do D's and T's? Is the T silent or the D? I don't know. Justin Hugenthick. The Court D's Nelson. and the T's. <laughs> What'd you say? You said, how do you do the D's and the T's? I'm saying, weird. yeah. It's, unco- it's just uncomfortable for me. When one of them's got to like be that. silent. Oh, I, know, I see. I, I, know I see. You You're going porno. Okay. Justin Hugenthick. Court oh Nelson. Oh, my God. Hugenthick. <laughs> Yeah, I think his name's Huge and Thick. He's, that's oh. a fake name. Oh. You, you went, he's, he gave us a fake name, but okay. just in Huge and Thick, but you <laughs> thought it was a re- <laughs> You read it so straight. You went, Huge and Thick, you know, of, of the Pennsylvania Huge and Thicks. <laughs> Justin, if that is not a joke, please email us or get in touch with us We're somehow. Sorry, oh, God, I, I feel think... real bad if I was just making fun. <laughs> well, that's I his actual name, Huge and Thick. <laughs> It's huge and thick. <laughs> we need we need to put up a poll. Do you think H U G E N T H I C K is a real last name? Yes or no? All right, oh Court Nelson, God. Pennsylvania huge and thicks. I apologize to you. They they worked the, in the mill in the mill area of their town forever, and I just apologize to you for Josh Pigford, Cameron um, Matt. Are, are you, you going to just talk through this? I'm sorry. No, Toby said specifically no, he won't make gonna, any jokes while you're reading the names. He also right. said. No, right. I was getting ready to say Josh Pick. <laughs> listen, I was getting ready to say Josh Pickford was a host in Birmingham, Alabama for my True Man event. Oh, so I was cool. Ready, I was sorry. Excuse me for just, you know, promoting the True Man event. Well, I tell you what, Toby, why don't we let You don't his... care about masculinity or men. You don't. You never have. That's not true, man. That's not true at all. Uh, Jerry Russell or Rosal. Tyler Bolser. Sorry, Rosal. Rosal, I think you're right. <laughs> Darren oh, Blake. Rosal. Darren Blake Bays, Tyler K. Smith, Luke Cable, Andre Gonzalez, Sam Perez, Kayla Smart, Bobby Smith, Joshua Edwards, Tony Ludden, and Eric Davis. I wonder if people sometimes drop out of the BC Club only to re-sign up. Only to hear their name on the podcast there, again. I see you, four more. You didn't read the other ones. Oh, shoot. I didn't scroll. Jeff Ryan, <laughs> Petinato, Hayden French, Jared Merriman, and Derek Overstreet. These Merriman guys, got you. Merriman was hard to say for you. These guys have gone from death to life. Does it? Are, do they go to heaven? I think it happens when I say their name on the podcast. If I'm not mistaken, that's when it comes into play for sure well, there okay salvation. so i prayed about it and here's what i did uh and god 
was cool with it. So when you join the BC Club, you actually do take a tour of hell to see what you missed out on. But okay. then you go, then you go to heaven. So you, you know, it's like one of those those deals. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Well, all right. So you get to see hell and heaven, but you live in heaven. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you all about my dentist trip I had the other day. I made an appointment at the dentist, which I don't go to a lot, but I went in and they said I hadn't been in two or three years, which they try to get me to go all the time. But I finally made an appointment, went in, got a checkup, and the dentist told me that they absolutely cannot believe how clean my teeth are, how good shape they are, my gums, my teeth health is unbelievable. They said, they said I'm easily in the top 1%. They couldn't believe it because I don't go in for regular cleanings. And I told them, it's because I use Quip. It's because I brush my teeth with Quip, which I love. It's a great, great toothbrush. And I'll tell you my personal philosophy on toothbrushing is low and light and soft and slow. I walk around in the morning for several minutes, um, and I think clearly, and I just brush, and I walk around, and I think, I pace around, and the Quip toothbrush is great for that because it's designed to make your teeth brushing more simple. It has a timer built into it. You push the button and let, make sure that you brush long enough, which is a big deal just to get everywhere. The thing is simple. It's affordable. It's even enjoyable to do. A lot of those... Uh, you know, a lot of those electronic toothbrushes are too abrasive. They're too strong. They're too crazy. And that is not the key to making your teeth great. You just got to be gentle enough on your sensitive gums because people typically brush too hard and it can be too abrasive in that way. Quip's got a built-in two-minute timer. It pulses every 30 seconds to remind you to switch sides and help, you know, guide you to a full and clean mouth. And uh, 90% of people don't even brush for a full two minutes, which is crazy. The brush heads are easy to replace, and they're automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association and has thousands of verified five-star reviews. So, again, I love Quip because it's a great use of technology. I'm planning on living a long time, and uh, I want to keep these teeth. I want to use my teeth. I don't want to have no dentures. I don't want my gums to start falling apart. I love Quip. That's why they're backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. It starts at just $25. If you go to getquip.com slash badchristian, you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash badchristian. Yeah. Hey, a BC, real quick, a BC Clubber uh, wrote in, and uh, I'm per, uh, he's... I talk to him all the time. Hey, real quick, before you even do that, I'm, I'm going to But real quick, Spencer. before that, I just want to back up. No, <laughs> real go quick, ahead, Matt. Okay, Matt's backing quick. up. Real quick, here's what I want to ask you guys. It, it, do you want to, Jeff, Joey, you know how you, th- you say heaven, you, you'll be able to see anything or you'll, you'd be able to do it. Do you want to see hell? Is there a little bit of you that would like to for see hell and what it actually is for one minute, if it exists? No, or do you, I don't. you never want to see it? No, I think it would be the most. T- if the hell that I was taught about really exists, it would be the most terrifying thing, and I would. But then never you go to heaven. My eyes on it. You go to heaven and wipe away the tears. Uh, well, yeah. I, if God could erase it from my memory, yes. But I don't want that shit in my head. But I mean, you, but you said you want. You said you wanted to ride out a hurricane in the eye of a hurricane and see the devastation it did. That's beautiful weather. I, I don't want to see people. people on fire screaming. Matt, would you want to see hell? Um, no. Okay, I guess I'm the only one. <laughs> you want to see hell? I have to see it. You have to. If it's real, you wouldn't want to see the very worst thing ever, the worst possible thing that has ever been created. You wouldn't want to just see it for a second and know you're nope. not there? I don't. 
Well, I, don't I, guess I, I guess I'm the only I don't person. want to lay All my right, eyes sorry. on that. Back to what but you were saying. He actually emailed, I thought, a really good question, and that was he is he thinks that the club as a whole uh, makes people that are not deconstructing feel like they're doing something wrong or bad. And yeah. I think um, when it comes to the three of us, uh, because I'm, I, 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 if he was honest, I think he would also admit that there's a hint of that coming from us as well. And I thought about that, and I realized if so, first of all, I think he's right. I think if someone listens to this podcast, they go away thinking, okay, so I'm not changing my faith. I guess they think I'm a dumbass. And that's unintentional. I think when we talk about deconstructing and how important it is to change, it is to encourage yeah. those people who are changing, but it's not to denigrate those who aren't, but it is to tell people who are saying you shouldn't change, it's kind of telling them, be quiet, you're wrong. But I don't think we're trying to make the people that aren't changing feel stupid if they're content with where they're at. Correct? You said that really interestingly. Okay. Um <clears throat> I think that, yes, I do think it's probably a little intimidating to people that aren't deconstructing. I do think I do think that, if I'm being honest, because with deconstruction, reconstruction, whatever you want to call it, there's a, so much freedom or like a, a real journey that nobody can actually compress. And so that does probably feel like to the person that isn't deconstructing, like maybe a little, a little pressure, like, may, uh, you know... I, I'm sticking with what I've always been taught and what I believe in in some ways. I think his his thoughts are if you do say you're not uh, trans you know transitioning or changing your thoughts or whatever that sometimes it feels that way that people look down on you. I right. can maybe because but here's the issue there that old way of thinking does feel oppressive to me. Like it it did make me think. Stuff like uh, when somebody dies, they do go to hell, or right. you know, or man, it is my responsibility to share the gospel because people are going to die and burn forever. Like that, those thoughts are so oppressive and hurtful and uh, strong in my mind. Still, when I think about the world, that I I feel a lot of freedom and relief almost. And I think you do too, Joey. From that, like not yeah. thinking those thoughts as much anymore feels like relief. And then I think sometimes it probably comes across as. Uh, oh well, you have to change everything. I I don't think that, and that, and I I don't know if the club or people that listen to this podcast are necessarily only about reconstruction or deconstruction. But this is a, the place that you at least can be normal when you do that. Yeah, like in you, fact, you, you can't you can't be normal. I mean, I'll, I'll even be honest here, right? I mean, even at Seacoast, if you started saying some of the things we said, the church you work at, I think it would probably be a little bit like, oh, what are they doing? What are they? Where are they at? What you know? Sure. Not in a they wouldn't be mean about it, but it's just in a church setting, it's harder to have these thoughts about God, I think. Yeah, I would go so far as to say I have a whole hell of a lot of respect for people that don't feel compelled to change but enjoy our podcast because that means they're open-minded and willing to be stretched or challenged a little bit, even if they don't reciprocate to that stretching and challenging. I think intuitively they still are. They're being challenged because they're listening right. voluntarily, and it's different thoughts than what they're accustomed to. So I think it's probably a, a somewhat of an issue. of We've never explicitly said anybody who believes normal Christianity is an idiot. I mean, I don't right. think we've said that. I don't think we think that exactly. But on the other hand, if it's true that I have some belief that the very most normal versions of Christianity that we've been taught are do have problems and do cause problems, yeah. 
even without saying that, I'm sure that comes across. That yeah. is my point of view. I do think if you are not looking, I mean, deconstruction is not my favorite word. It's just like yeah. I'm constantly remodeling is the way I look at it. Yeah. And I always have been and always will be. Now it's kind of culturally happening and same time and it coincides with where I'm going and stuff like that. But it's really not about, it's just, if you're not the type of person that is into remodeling, then yeah, this environment may be more exclusive than that, than it is broad, but that's okay. But I don't mean to, that should not ever come across as if you believe differently than me, or if you still believe X, you must be a dummy because that's certainly what I believed as a, you know, responsible thinking adult trying hard to find truth. I've also yeah. had many of the views that traditional Christians have. I, so I can't say anybody that possesses them is dumber than me. Like, of course they're not wrong. dumber. I, I actually envy people that aren't going through this. Like, I, I wish that I could not feel the way I do most days about God or about what I was told about God. I really do. Like, I, I miss just accepting things and going, oh, this is the way it is. Like, that, <laughs> that comment, it, it was really interesting. Y'all remember on the uh, BC Roadshow? When that, uh, I forget what nationality she was. Um, she had a really thick, oh, yeah. beautiful yeah, yeah. accent. Yeah. It was just beautiful. And she was so confident in her belief in God and what was right and what was wrong. And it, it like Dan said at first, and I was like, oh, whoa, this is really crazy. Like, I, did, I miss not being like totally confident that right. this is what God is. Yeah. Like, God is this, 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 and this, and I got it. Like, that thing. Well, that's gone. I'll never get that back, and I I long for it sometimes because it, man, it, it you know sometimes in my head where it goes and my thoughts where it goes, I do not feel as confident about this life or what it is at all anymore. Yeah, it, I know. There's a little bit of sadness there. Yeah, I know we can't talk about this right now, but Toby, that surprises me that you feel a sense of relief with hell because I've always kind of been intrigued by you and Matt's position of. I can't do anything about it, so why would I even think about it or fret? You at least made me believe that that wasn't something that was troubling to you on kind of a consistent basis. And maybe it wasn't, and maybe you're just saying it was once in a while. But I'm surprised to hear you say that there is like a relief that you feel having not believed in or, or not believing in hell anymore. Oh, but that relief is totally personal and selfish. <laughs> yeah. It's about me. Like, I, th I thought for sure, I mean, I was the kid that was praying over and over, God, please forgive me, please forgive me, please forgive me, please forgive me. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Gotcha. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm nothing. I'm nothing. I'm nothing. I'm nothing. I'm so. I mean, that that sounds like I'm joking. That was a real twelve year old prayer by Toby Morrell. You know right. who else? Devin Shelton from Emory prayed the right. same way because yeah. we were told, "Oh man, if you mess up, you're <clears throat> there's nothing you can do. Right. God hates you. He hates yeah. sin. God yeah. hates sin so much that he'll send you somewhere." Right. Devin said him. that he would pray like that after he forgot to say the blessing, but when he ate a piece of gum. Yeah, <laughs> I that. isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, that, that that sounds like a but that a is mental, an outcome a mental disorder. on children that grow I up in that environment. And yes, I do think it's destructive. So that let me say that plainly: if that is what you mean by your traditional Christianity, that your kids might have that view. Yes, you, I hope you feel yeah. a little uncomfortable. I hope this makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, what I a weird, weird, weird God to require forgiveness for not. Asking him to bless your bubble gum. That's just, that'd be really <laughs> weird. It's an if accident, that was our but it's nonetheless an unintended consequence of, of that yeah. type of parenting or religious instruction, is all. Yeah. All right. Uh, I have an add on here that I thought was interesting uh, to the com to um, post it in the BC Club. But first, can I tell you about something? All right, folks. Do you know that 66. 
percent of men lose their hair by age 35. 66 percent, more than half of men lose their hair by age 35. That is crazy. And that's why we love working with hymns because they fix things. <laughs> I mean, you should see some of the, you can go to the website, but see some of the before and afters. It's really crazy. Like I, I think their products are pretty phenomenal actually. Um, so when you start to realize though, that your hair is, uh, going away? Is that the nice way to say it? Uh, it might be too late. So uh, right now, it's even easier than you it's ever been on earth to keep and replace the hair that you've lost. Uh, you know, because my hairline's a little bit, I, I don't know if it's going back super fast, but I definitely can tell a difference from even just a few years ago. Uh, do you want to go bald? Do you want that bald spot? Do you want your man to have a bald spot? Uh, are you feeling a little insecure about your hair? Why not just Try out hymns. I mean, I, it's great. I'm telling you. Well-known generic equivalent to the name brand prescriptions that you get. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. Prescription solutions backed by science. Prescription. I'm saying it's Southern. Prescriptions. Get your prescription. Solutions backed by science. No waiting room. No awkward in-person visits. Save hours by going to forhim, F-O-R-H-I-M-S.com. All you got to do. It's real easy. Uh, all you got to do is answer a few questions. A doctor will, will review your answers and then prescribe you what you need. It's really awesome. So order now because right now our listeners get a trial month of hymns for just $5. Right now, only $5 while supplies last, so you better hurry up. See the website for full, de- for full details. Um, honestly, this would cost like hundreds if you went to the doctor or the pharmacy, hundreds of dollars. So go to 4 hymns dot com slash bad Christian and order now. 4 com slash bad Christian. Anyway, what I was saying before, and I wanted to bring on our, our two guests that we have been friends and supportive of for a long time, Candace and Katie from the Free Sex Podcast. Thank you guys for joining us today. Y'all have been sitting there, uh, I know, uh, just listening to us and probably have a lot of thoughts. Hopefully they're positive and not... Quietly <laughs> laughing at you. Yeah, yeah. At us. Right, right. Snickering. My favorite was when... When Toby goes, she had big, beautiful, <laughs> big, beautiful accents. <laughs> We're like, oh god, remember that so good. girl like, that came to going? the BC Road Show and said, "Biggest beautiful accent Accents. you've ever heard." <laughs> <laughs> Love were it. y'all were, for a split second? <laughs> were y'all thinking he was going to say breast or boobs? Were y'all thinking that? Come no, on. of course not. He would never do that, right? Okay, but it's funny. But the setup was there, <laughs> the and it was perfect. Was yeah. was there. Man, I, I blew my chance. That's crazy. All right, uh, so you Joey, what? you were talking about people feeling uncomfortable about uh, their faith or, or whatever, and you know when when people are de- deconstructing, it can seem intimidating or even oppressive to people that aren't deconstructing. Yeah. One of the things <clears throat> somebody posted this in the BC Club, and I thought it was interesting. She was saying that she didn't know when to tell. Uh, future dates, like, you know, uh, when she was going on dates, like date one or two or three, uh, when is the right time to tell your date that you aren't going to have sex until marriage? And I was like, whoa, that's really interesting. And my first thought was, that's really cool. Like, she has ownership of her sexuality, ownership of, you know, what she wants to do with her body. And so I thought that was that was really neat. And and in this day and age, that probably is getting less and less. Like the idea of saving yourself for marriage or whatever. And uh, that's an easy answer, though. Just put it in your Tinder profile. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they'll know, that's right? They'll great, they'll know. Yeah. 
<laughs> is there a percentage of people on Tinder that don't have sex? I think it's, it's, it's some, yeah. Reva, do you know the answer to that? Reva? I don't Siri? use it enough to know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but every I, I time bet. you were on it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't, don't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was really cool. Like the idea of saving yourself from marriage. I, right now, I think. Uh, you know, the purity culture and the, it was like really tough and people said, don't have sex till marriage because it's, you're you're bad or you're, you know, you're slutty or you're no good mm. or you're not, you know, all these different things. And then now when I'm in my 40s, I go, well, and, and I have two daughters, a son. And I think for those three kids, like, what am I going to tell them about their sex life and what, what that is? But part of me also thought, Man, that's really neat. Is there an idea even outside of God? Like, take take the spiritual component out. The idea of, you know what? I'm just going to not have sex till I get married. Maybe that's even valid and good in a way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, and she even, should be proud of that. If anything else, she, totally. should, right. she should wear that like a fucking badge. Yeah. Like, I, if you're going to hide, be like, oh, I shouldn't tell him until the third date, just in case, like... What are you trying to do? Trap him first right. before you're what? honest about who you are. Like, yeah. if you are, if you believe in purity, if you believe in not having sex until marriage, you should wear that mm-hmm. outwardly and proudly. Yeah, be confident. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, be confident. And that's sexy in itself, right? To, yeah, for a that, girl to be like, absolutely. What, but in yep. that awkward, I mean, there's a lot of things that you need to come clean with, but maybe not on the first date just because it feels weird. <laughs> like, well, you, I mean, why? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go, uh, you know, Priscilla passes away and I go out I on the date in the but first just day. Saying, why do you in have general to, way, in, like anything about you, you don't, you just, whenever it comes up, you say it. Why in Joey's scenario does your wife have to die? Because that's the only way I'm going to date. It's <laughs> the only way I'm going to date is but if just, Priscilla just dies. Back if, you get, in the if, day if you have a bitter you divorce, you might also date. Could, like if you have you, a super that, horrible that, divorce, that's a very strange. I don't think that, I don't know if that's a Freudian slip, but that was really weird. You could have said, you know, when I was a teenager in dating, but you went to Priscilla died. Now, what does Joey do? That's uncomfortable. Totally. That's, that's good uncomfortable. though. I need to know. But I, I think the thing is it, but for her, I was thinking that ha- there's like, okay, like you brought up Tinder or whatever. Like the idea is, isn't it, there's so much competition. Like if you say, I'm not going to have sex till marriage, then immediately somebody thinks something about you, right? Like, it, it, like it, they think the idea of prude or they think, uh, <laughs> well, she's just some religious fanatic now or something like that. It, instead of, hey, you know what? This is, this is how I want to do my sexuality. I do think there's a component there now that is like uh, – Look down upon, right? If you don't have sex before marriage, it's almost like a, a weird taboo now. Y'all don't think so? But that's probably not the person you want to be with, anyways. Then, if they're going to right. think yeah, that, Reba. <laughs> no, I agree. But who who are those people? Are they not on Tinder or all the ways you meet people now? You Some know what of I mean? Them are. Well, no, I don't. So, I don't think a lot of them are on Tinder. Probably not, but it's going to come up. I mean, whether it's through conversation or you know where the night takes you there something's going to happen where you're like oh you know what this isn't this isn't what i want to do or this isn't this isn't my plan or whatever you're gonna say and if you want to know what i don't think if you want to know what he's thinking too it's like yeah you can also you can bring it the subject up you don't have to wait for him to like yeah put a hand on your boob you know like exactly (laughs) it might be too late by then like maybe you want to like put a what, what's it called boundary up right. before it even starts if you want to know something about him ask him yeah like see where he's at don't make it about you you don't have to make it about you but you can ask him hey what yeah. do you what do you think about this 
Yeah, what to, are, to, to wait until it's on you to say something. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to deliver you the bad news. To, <laughs> as like that's already too yeah. late in a way for him to not know who you are. I yeah. see where your hand is, and yeah. I see where you think this is going. <laughs> However, <laughs> dot dot dot. You know, take that line if you want it. It's free. Yeah. That, that's good advice. Let's uh, let's move on and talk about uh, what's well, can I, going hold on, on Matt, with, Matt, can I? Yep. I just got one last question. Go I'm sorry. I, I know you want to move on, but like, what what is y'all's take on the idea? I, I know I move my hands. I'm, y'all are making fun of me. No, it's all we can see of you, though. Oh, it's just, just your, my hands. It's just your arm. You're on split screen, so we're seeing the distance between you and Reba yeah. right now. On the Matt screen. Matt uses his, his hands huge, and I do kind of a little bit too. Um, what is y'all's take on the purity culture? Wait till have sex till you're married. <laughs> What, what do y'all think about that? You got any Are you points? pointing at me? Yeah, do you want to go? What do I think about it? I think it depends on the person. I didn't wait till I was married. I don't regret it. What about you? I waited till I was married. <laughs> I don't regret it. I mean, well, I, but I think the whole, I mean, it's the word, I hate the word purity. I just, that's the thing that bothers me about that movement or culture or whatever yeah. is that like you can't be pure if you do have sex before like i don't like that that is the measuring stick for purity i mean yeah yeah i, I don't intend to coach my girls into waiting till marriage i don't have that intention yeah i don't know if that's weird or bad or whatever i mean i i don't know what i'll tell them but i hope <laughs> right. i don't want i i think i hope they're more integrated sexually than that and if they want to wait that's fine yeah, I, I mean, there's value. In, there's some value in waiting. I do believe that. Yeah. Well, Candace um, and Katie, think- uh, let me let me ask you this way: like, since we started Bad Christian, we have changed tremendously in our faith. I know you guys have through the years too. Have y'all changed in your belief system when it comes to morality issues with premarital sex, gay sex, or anything? Like, is there anything that since y'all started your podcast, you're like, holy cow! I cannot believe we used to believe that about sex. I for sure have. I mean, and it's not like a holy cow, but like when we first started, it was really focused on um, like uh, men and women being married. Right. Yeah. Personally, now I'm like, yay, gays go. Do you do you like I'm supportive. And part of that comes from my own journey of like, you know, like looking into sexuality for myself, too, which gets kind of messy, but we can talk about later. And I think. If I could do it over again, I don't think I would have made it a Christian podcast that fits into this fundamental Christianity. I think I would have made it more of an open thing and start there. And it would have been fine because Katie and I probably still have different views on that point, too. But it would have been okay. We could have still talked about it. Yeah. I think for me, I when we started, I think I was very set on what was, you know, black and white, right, wrong. And now I feel like things have kind of been like, you know, like shaken up and like thrown in the air. And I'm like, honestly, I don't know. Therefore, I'm not going to like get on, you know, a certain platform or be on a high horse about anything because I don't I don't know. So I think I don't know if I'm um, figuring out it out. I don't know if I'll ever know. But I think I think that, yeah, it has been um switched up i just don't really i, I don't know how because I, I yeah i just don't know mm-hmm. i think that also, sometimes that's yeah. yeah that's where i land as well is like i don't know so i'm figuring out for me so whatever anybody else wants to do 
I don't want to impose on that because maybe I'm wrong or maybe I'm not there exactly. yet. Or maybe, I, maybe I'll be even further away from that in the future. I don't know. But the, the I don't know is a, a really good place to be. Because <clears throat> yeah. that, that doesn't, that, that's not offensive. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I think. Like, like for example, right. I have no clue what I actually think about transgender. I don't know. I want I want everybody that in, on Earth to have a, a a free shot and a real shot to do what they want to do as long yeah. as it doesn't hurt somebody else. But as far as transgender goes, I'm just thinking it through and just questioning everything I've been told and what it looks like and what it is and what it isn't and all those things. And my answer is I don't know. And why do you care? Maybe what I think. I'm just trying to really figure it out and f- find real truth for myself. I think I don't. I don't know is a really good answer these days. And a lot of yeah. people don't take that as valid, but well, I, I think right, it is exactly. No, it's valid. I think I don't know is way better than to know. You know, or just like, right, right. All right, guys. Hey, I, I have a pretty good mom. When she found out that I was going to be a pastor, she said, well, you need a good suit for funerals and weddings and all that. So she sent me to one of those places with, you know, a good $800 or so and you know, the place at the mall. I'm not going to say their name, but basically great customer service. But I come home, I try on the suit and kind of unimpressed my wife and I, but I'm just thinking, well, I guess this is how suits are supposed to look and feel. Uh, Fast forward seven years or so, uh, and I was introduced to Indochino, which is the world's most exciting made-to-measure menswear company. It was so awesome. I just go on their website, and I pick the suit that I want, and then they walk you through taking your measurements, very easy step-by-step video instructions, Uh, and then I, I wait, and I get my suit in the mail, and then I look look good, I feel good, and I've worn this suit so many times. So it really is as easy as going to one of their uh, stylists at their showrooms or doing it online, and there's design customizations. You, uh, You can choose your fabric on the inside and the out, and you can choose what it looks like on the inside. I got this floral interior. I love it. So this week, Our listeners get any premium Indochino suit for $359 at Indochino.com. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com when entering Bad Christian at checkout. And that's 50% off their regular price. But more importantly, this is way cheaper than any suit that you would buy in the store. This and, and it's a one-of-a-kind custom-made suit just for you. So, I mean, you got to go this route. The shipping is free. It's Indochino.com, promo code BADCHRISTIAN. It's an incredible deal for a premium suit uh, made to measure. And once you go custom, I'm telling you, you'll never go back. I know that I will not. What do you... What? Do you think that everybody is like, there's a lot of people going through this right now as far as like beliefs being switched up or I don't know or whatever. What is it? Like, why why are we all kind of in this space of either changing theology or not well, knowing? You, you're or right. Is it I always think, going on? It's just not, hit us. No, I think, I think you're like correct it's right that it's universal. It's probably universal That's, across many right. different niches and sects and religious and political and every, like. I think it's just somewhat of everybody's having a simultaneous identity crisis because the mm-hmm. amount of total information and uh, unbalanced information that we're able to receive from things like echo chambers. And so, like, you know how I think there's a crisis in parenting where people are scared of everything, for oh, instance. Great. But because you can see I mean, where somebody right. uh, has had secondary drowning once right. or brain-eating amoeba got one person in Louisiana in 2010. <laughs> I mean, that— that's unbalanced information. Right. It's sensational. It comes to us. It makes us freak out. We're not sure what's going on. 
I, the things I thought about, the, I knew about the world in 2010, no, everybody has that same sensation. I right. thought I understand the world in 2010. I do not understand it now. Yeah. Right. So what, I mean, so that's going to under, that's going to throw off almost every, every thing. I like, it. Thing. Whatever, I if we're I like, like it. all on the same rug that's been, you know, ripped yeah. out from a dress. Something or like it's that. just like, why is it me and everyone I know that's yeah. on this rug? It could well, just it could be, be that you are really, I mean, it could be that we're all in just uh, more in echo chambers than we ever thought or whatever. Right. But nonetheless, it's like it, the, the things that we thought were more concrete are clearly less concrete across. Right. It doesn't matter if you're talking about right. religion or not. Right. I mean, it, and it's. I, I want to ask, uh, I read something recently, and I'm curious what all of y'all thought of, think about this. And Toby, you talk a lot about um, this sort of thing with Genesis and all of that. But someone actually said, when it comes to sexuality, uh, whether or not it's a sin to be gay, trans, sex before marriage, polygamy, or whatever, they said, go back to the garden and what was said to them. God said, I don't want you to have to mess with all this, figuring out what's right and wrong nonsense. That's why I don't want you to eat from that tree. I just want you to love people, serve me, follow me, and I'll kind of guide you. But that's why I didn't want you to eat that because I don't want you to have to worry about what's right and wrong all the time outside of loving people. And this person theorizes that obviously once we are brought back into to the fold, uh, so to speak, and this person is, is actually a universalist, so this would kind of include everyone. Once we have a knowledge of of God, then we will obviously follow, but we're not supposed to even think about that kind of stuff. I mean, do y'all think that, that there's a possibility that that example of the Garden of Eden applies to this conversation as well, that we're just supposed I think that's to not weak. worry about it? I think that's weak. Uh, because it, obviously it's good to recognize bad, right? It's good like, to recognize what bad and yeah. Evil. But what if what if bad but, well, is it's not? It's not that, that's too reductive. It's it's still too simple. Like having everything be good and bad is too simple, obviously. But also, mm-hmm. to what you're saying is even more naive than that. It's like I don't even want you to worry about good and bad. So if something really bad happens to somebody, I don't even want you to recognize it. Uh, Just let it no. go. Yeah, but it, it's in the trivial matters. Like, we all know that murder is bad because that's a, a specific example of not loving. Not if you didn't or eat the stealing fruit, you or something know. like that. But there's a lot of gray area that we go back and forth so much, and we're not making any headway. So maybe with that kind of stuff, those are the things that God's just like, I didn't ask you to worry about that. No, I know, but I'm Leave pointing out the fact alone. that many people— I'm not people, asking you to figure that out. No, I'm saying, but many people— are thinking that they're making the world a lot better place by calling yeah. out the abuses and harms yeah. and injustices and wrongs. So the knowledge of those things can be good. Knowledge isn't you. bad. I think a lot of people are weird. very scared, and this is probably the circles we've run in. Uh, you know, like are is the circles I, I that I somehow have ended up in, which is funny because I'm not that you know intellectual really. Is uh, the thinking Christian? That sounds really, really scary to a lot of. <laughs> Uh, Christianity, especially in the United States, and especially in the evangelical South, that the thinking Christian goes, "Wait a minute, what are you actually saying here?" Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, like for example, y- y'all's podcast, "Free Sex." Man, that seems intimidating. Oh man, two ladies that are confident and talking about sex in a way that is safe, but also real. Sometimes pushes some boundaries. Sometimes uh, that that seems like wait a minute, but, but uh, you know the person that isn't willing to open up their mind a little bit and go wait a minute, let me thoughtfully think about this. 
then that seems really intimidating and scary. Now, luckily, I'm in a group, somehow I landed in it, where people are like, wait a minute, let me think through some of the things I've been told about hell and existence and who God is and why, why he is and wh- what he's doing in my life. Those things are valid, real questions that we should all be asking, uh, and, and even all the way down from the top of our brain to the bottom of our foot, whatever our bodies are doing. And so I think that a lot of people, I think we might have lucked up and ended up in these circles. Sometimes it feels like, and going back to what I said, I, sometimes I long for, yeah, I just know. That feels mm-hmm. so good just to go, you know what? For sure. God is this. God is loving. And if I accept him, I go to heaven. And, uh, you know, I'm supposed to share the gospel, help my brother who is in trouble. And then I checked off this list and everything's good. But right. now I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. There's this whole other side of God and, the, and faith and spirituality. And, well, I'm just out here with not many answers. And that's mm-hmm. scary. And it feels good in a way because I feel like I'm thinking and owning my faith in a way, but also it's really scary because there aren't many answers. Nobody's giving me real answers. Like right now, when we all say, think about it. When when you were 16 years old and you said, uh, should you have sex before marriage? And now I'm 42 and you ask me that question. It's a, it's a lot different answer. Matt just said he's not going to tell his daughters uh, mm-hmm. that they shouldn't have sex before marriage, Right. But when Matt was 16 or 18 or 21, whatever, he probably would have thought, yeah, that's probably the right way to go. And now he thinks something differently. So even age and time change our thoughts. And so it, it feels not as sturdy and not as much foundational. But there is something that's amazing about it where I feel like I at least own it. I, don't, I, don't, I kind of just went on a preaching tangent there. I really that's apologize. All right. well, you mentioned the Free Sex Podcast. Can we discuss that a little? <laughs> I'd love to talk about that. <laughs> well, Candace I and hope Katie, somebody I, came to know the Lord from what I just said. They did, Toby. They did. The Spirit sure laid it. Thousands were saved. Yeah. Thousands were saved. Not saved again. Okay. Yep, so, again. what is going on with the Free Saved Sex Podcast? Again. Let's talk about. Let's talk about that. <laughs> well, Katie and I kind of. Our last episode was in. I don't know. Was it February or March mm-hmm. or something? It was a while ago. And yeah. the last episode we did was was with Tulian Chivijan mm-hmm. and his wife, and I thought it was pretty fantastic. It was a two part episode. Um, some people wrote in and were like, hey, have you guys interviewed him, interviewed him by no, the way? No, he messaged us about wanting to come on, but I've, I've had a real struggle with it. Like, it's, that's a good name or whatever, but I didn't, I don't feel <clears throat> as if I can be honest with that guy probably face to face. And it'll be, I'll feel bad after the interview. I well, don't think, can I, I don't tell you feel how... I could, could tell him everything I probably would yeah. want to say. But well, I avoided I it, but I think they're both pretty fantastic. Like, Stacy, his, his wife, writes about the fact that she like cheated on her husband, um, got pregnant when she was like super young, stuff like that. So she's she's doing a lot of writing too. Them together is pretty fantastic, but I did get the feeling after I interviewed him, I was thinking like, man, a lot of what he told us felt really scripted. Like he had mm-hmm. shared it before to a Really? No. <laughs> no. Tully <laughs> <laughs> Javidian. <laughs> But in that sense, but he's doing good work, you know, yeah. like he's still meeting with a lot of people sure. and bringing people to like, hey, you think you suck? I suck too. Come on, let's do this. Let's mm-hmm. do this together. So I, I love that's what, he's what he has to do, the- though. He has to. That's the only option he had. You're me- giving him the benefit of the doubt and you're freaking me out. I'm angry at you. <laughs> I'm angry. I'm just kidding. No, but I do think <laughs> I really do think that's what he has to do. Right, Candace? What do you mean? Because he got caught cheating? No, how else is he supposed that. to keep people following? Him? I actually had no idea about any of the 
um, controversy a- around him until after we interviewed really? him. I was like, you didn't know I the really, stuff he did? Well, I didn't know. I, no, oh. I didn't. I didn't. Why'd y'all want him on the podcast? I'm just kidding. I knew what he did, and I that's why I wanted him on the podcast. No, I knew about I knew about it, his um, previous marriage yeah. and their divorce. I knew about that, but I didn't know about like the um, what would you call it? The I don't know. What are you talking about? What What else did he do? <laughs> Go ahead, Katie. Oh, <laughs> well, am own. I like no? I don't want to be like this is what he did. If this is like I read, okay, so somebody said that there was like stuff about him taking advantage of women. The whole he, Me Too, you know, he has movement. a pattern of things and allegations on the internet that might not be true that aren't the prominent stories that seem that he fits a pattern that is a very common pattern of people with power that do things it seems he fits some pattern oh yeah for sure i mean look at his charisma look at his body he works out he has tattoos like he's a (laughs) fucking you know like right it makes sense that he would have some of that stuff going on Mm -hmm. whether it was true or not there's going to be rumors about that for sure i love how much joey hates him why do you hate him so much i thought maybe that's what joey was talking about that's why i said i actually had just i heard it i mean i would have still interviewed him i thought it was a good interview um But what were you talking about? No, I, I was, I was, I was joking about all that. But I do, I was challenging Candace a little bit because what she was listing as things that I guess she took as positive things about him. I don't know what if he wants people to listen to him and follow him, which I would imagine he does. I don't know what else he's supposed to do other than to do what you said that he's doing, that he's like doing. the humility yeah. and. But I could be wrong. I'm judging what do you the dude. Mean? I like that's the was, avenue that's left for him at this point. I never said he was humble, so. but I like that he's sharing his story of infidelity and of his of his marriage falling apart to reach people. And that's, what yeah. I don't love is how self-deprecating he is, and I don't know if he actually is self-deprecating. Like I think the whole idea of Christians being so self-deprecating it bothers me. Yeah. No offense. How about this? If you are a person <laughs> who thinks you are supposed to be powerful and talk to others and talk, teach people things and have things mm-hmm. and be up here, yeah, then at mostly what I find in that scenario, which he fits the pattern of, is whatever avenue that you have to get there, that's the one you'll wind up taking. The one right now sure. where he's self-deprecating and talking about hurt, broken people is simply the last avenue available to him to rise mm. in status. And he's taking the evidence. Mm. And yeah, he's good at it. And he'll succeed. Matt, who doesn't take it? Who uh, doesn't take okay. the opportunity uh, to do that? Okay. Unless you're like very woke. Okay. And you are aware Donald of that. Trump. Everybody doesn't have the idea that they need to continue to rise like in that public figure way that he is going to no matter what do. Well, it's like, and this is the avenue that's blood, presented right? to him. It's in his blood. So, but it's, it's as if he knows, no matter what, I am supposed to be speaking in front of people, and I am important, and I, think I am he needed. He loves speaking. Right. He loves so he'll it. take whatever way he can do that is what he's going to do. And, and if he loves something, let him do it. Okay. And people are going to listen. Let them listen. Yeah, but I, so I will say this, though. If, if he really is back in the game after all, making all those mistakes, l- let's just give him the benefit of the doubt for a second and say he's being sincere. I would say that is the only way to get back in with integrity is to really cut because I know some people that are back in the teaching and speaking and traveling and they never really publicly said anything about their infidelity. They said they made some big mistakes because they were busy. So <laughs> what, what would too you much rather have them do? I needed sex. You want and, him to be way more uh, open about his shortcomings? Would that be the thing that you would want to see from him? Like what no, would it make it like, more palatable to actually to, listen to for him. his not to have a primary goal of being powerful public figure would mm-hmm. make him more palatable to me 
I don't think yeah. he has that much power though. Oh, I would. He'd like more. He's pursuing it yeah. in that way. At, with him, I think he, his you know. wife should fucking do it, honestly. But still, and now I'm violating the same thing. But I was maybe I'm the only one here. But I still was trying to talk about the free sex podcast. As as I, was <laughs> I was like, I feel He's like I completely one. fell yeah. into his plan. I, I could be the Wait, only one here. I That's talk okay. about Mark Driscoll first. For yeah, sure. Sure. Let's, do, let's do a couple hours on Driscoll, and then we'll get to it. But for Matt, seven minutes, defense, for seven is, minutes, all I've been thinking about is Tullian's body. <laughs> Damn it! And now I've completely changed up my whole views on him because I was just like, no, I'd interview him anyways. And then you guys were like, well, yeah, because you know he's he's tricking you with his you know fake humbleness. I'm like, well, maybe I just and his body like, and his body and his body. No, I'm I just don't know. Kidding. I don't know anymore. No, you were saying you had about a moment. It was your last episode. Yeah, so That's he was I'm on talking. the last episode, and that was the last one we posted. I I've gone through like a very chaotic 2018. Um, and so where Katie and I both kind of, I know where I line up. I don't know where Katie lines up. We talked about kind of finishing it and I just never, I, we left it open-ended for a long time. So yeah. February 20 or February, 2018, we left it open because I was thinking, well, if we go back, we go back and it'll be fine. It's, there's no like time frame, but nothing really drew me back to actually get out the recording gear, get us together and do it. So I think actually this month, last month. We stopped paying for the website. We stopped paying. We There was no more money left anyways, right? right. Everything was just kind of going into the website and SoundCloud and stuff. Oh. And we just kind of let it go. And we decided, hey, let's just end this chapter and just yeah, let it be. It felt good. I mean, it felt like a good yeah. place to stop. Well, when they got in here, I was scrambling to figure out how to get everybody's headphone mix to work and what mic's going to go and how's everybody going to hear. And they just were dying laughing at me with relief because no more stress for them. Yeah, we just high five. Right. We're like, it's not our job. Yeah. Are you glad you did not it? Not our problem. Yeah. And, and, and I, think that's, I think that's really interesting because it's real, real common among podcasters. I'm in a bunch of podcast groups and obviously no million podcasters. And there is a sense of when you're doing one, it's like you sign up for a permanent homework assignment that is not going to really ever pay off. In, right. in most situations to like you know financial success or anything like that so you sign up for this thing where you give yourself an assignment for every week this and it can become very quickly uh something you have that feels like a burden, a burden. or responsibility yeah. or dread and stuff like that and very few people ever come on i think this is mm-hmm. kind of a neat opportunity for you to say that you're going to end your podcast what does that yeah. feel like you know yeah feels good you said it feels yeah. good yeah yeah i no i it feels good slash like before we started, times. I whispered to her, I'm a like, what times. if doing this makes us want to keep going? <laughs> well, you know? you're doing good now. It like, seems like you're having fun. Y'all are it's smiling. It's so fun. It is fun. <laughs> it's so fun it's to talk fun. to your friends and yeah. like talk about weird shit that you don't really talk about with other people. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's wonderful. Yeah. Um, I think the big reason I stopped, though, was because I didn't – I was going through such a change with like my my spirituality, my faith, my sexuality – and so going through all this stuff, I wasn't ready to share it with people. And I knew that if I was on the mic, I knew that if we mm-hmm. were recording that I would share it with people. And I wasn't ready to. And so it just it was so much easier to just not do it and make up the excuse to not do it. But it is like a form of therapy, don't you think? Like just oh, talking, 100%. talking about it. Yeah, cuz you want to talk about the juicy stuff. Are you right? ready now? Are you ready now to talk about it? Like are you have you made some big changes in your life? Yeah, I mean, this Dude, 2018 was a fucking shit show, like, yeah. to say the least. Like, my really? marriage almost fell apart a couple times. Um, mm-hmm. I explored the idea of being bisexual. Um, I had a couple of different affairs. My The idea of Christianity no longer kept me bounded to anything, right? And so yeah. the idea of, like, 
I no longer have to abide by Christianity or what Christian has taught me. Now, what can I do? Like if I am no longer a Christian or if I am no longer bounded by this idea of Christianity, then what do I actually think about myself and what do I actually think about everything? And so it was, it was actually, I don't regret it. 2018 was hard, but I loved where I am. I love where I am now. Like I'm more open Um, I think that there's so much more to life than what evangelical Christians teach you. Like, I love the idea of family. I love the idea of love. I don't know. I know it's very vague, you guys. So if you want to like jump in with questions. No, (laughs) I think that's a problem with podcasting and the mic. It's like, well, okay, here I am. I have the mic. And that's the thing that bothers me about Tuli and everybody else is, you know, the whole thing to me is more of an experiment where the the goal of it is to try to not get freaked out about. And so I'm mm-hmm. here now that I know things to try to say the things that's different than saying what is happening now, right? Kind of right. thing. But that doesn't mean it's you can talk about stuff when you don't know what you're thinking or, yeah. or saying. Yeah. But it's for sure feels internally hypocritical to know that you're confused and you do not know. And then look at this microphone and feel like now I need, I'm the one who's going to – and you say something <laughs> fake or phony it. or yeah, bullshit. That, yes. That's a terrible feeling. Well, and yeah. Katie, Katie and I – I mean the, the foundation of this was that – what was our what was our tagline? The greatest relationships are filled with grace. Thank God it had nothing to do with the greatest relationships are faithful and blah, blah, blah. You know, like the most, men and women, you yeah. know. Like thank God that's not where it, the the idea was. Um, but it still it still felt really hypocritical to get on the mic. And after three years of being like, yes, we believe men and women should be um, faithful to each other and men and women should only it should only be men and women. Right. Like mm-hmm. we we weren't very open about LGBTQ stuff yeah. at all. Yeah. Like we weren't. It was pr- it was a pretty close shut door. And so to get on the mic and then be like, I think I'm by, by the way, you know, like <laughs> it would have. I wish I kind of would have had the balls to do it looking back now, but I wasn't ready. Sure. I How mean, that's a, that's so a what really happened? Big... What, what happened with your marriage then? What happened? Like you, you said what you had happened? two affairs. Yeah. I mean, we had like, I had an emotional one, which was really destructive. And, you know, I talked yeah. to my husband before I came on here being like, Hey, how how down are you that I share about what happened? He says, as long as it's the last time you ever podcast, just let it fly. We'll be done with that. No, he's, you know, and I come from like a pastoral family too. Mm -hmm. So like the name, right? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. but what about like our family? And he's like, there's nothing we need to hide from people. We don't need to pretend like we are a certain way so that, so that to protect other people anymore. So I feel open to share. Um, but I mean, there were a couple like really hard moments of basically me having to choose what do I want? Non-Christian and Christian friends, the people that I confided in, they basically, the overwhelming pattern they said to me was, you need to figure out what the fuck you want. You know why that's crazy? Right. Is because it, there's an Im- implication there that the system and family and whatever religion that you grew up into, that was never there. Hmm. That wasn't that was not a priority or a thing is like, trust me, this is the way people feel in Christianity is there is a way for things to be done. And it is not what you want that is most important or even it's not even valued. Like you didn't even notice that. Wait a minute. I never knew what I never thought about what I wanted. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that undeveloped, it's like an 
underdeveloped is what it's I'll totally yeah. true. It's underdeveloped people knowing what they want because it's seen yeah. as selfish, it's seen as yeah. wrong. Yeah. But I, I mean, and so if you have an under underdeveloped sense of what you want, you're going to harm other people. And what would you do if what you want is not what the Christian people right. want? Right. Or what you, if right? it's good like, or what's right. bad? You don't know, but you don't have experience in that realm if yeah. you've always done what you're told is mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I do feel like I have come to the awareness and I I want my husband. Like after seeing like after causing the pain, after causing the pain, after doing what I did, I choose him and he still chooses me, right? When you say you had affairs, you think that was a, a, a mistake or it wasn't like, I mean, that's different than saying you, you tried polyamory openly with your husband. Yeah, it's and like, that was also in the conversation too. Mm-hmm. Like we had to talk about all of that stuff, mm-hmm. but um, do I, are, are you asking me if I regret it? Not, not, not regret it, but I'm just saying when you say affair, you mean unknown, not, not like it was bad versus an open relationship for a period yeah. of time. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't, well... It, but it kind of fell into that, right? Like mm-hmm. the only thing that kept us together was honesty. Mm-hmm. The, the only chance we had was actually being honest with what was actually going on. And it was really hard. It was ugly. Um, I think the part that I regret the most is the amount of heartbreak that I caused him mm-hmm. more than anything. But do I, do I regret self-exploration? No. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. I know more about myself now than I ever have. And I still choose him, right? And I still choose my kids. And I still choose this family unit concept that is um, way bigger than Christianity, honestly, is how I think of it. Like the idea of family and being loved and being there for each other. That is not just for the Christians. It's for every religion, every non-religion, every sect, every, you know, mm-hmm. community. So it that's almost, kind of where I land. Yeah, it almost sounds like what you're saying is you don't regret all of this but you wish like hell your husband didn't have to get hurt through it all or am i misspeaking is that fair to I say him. yeah i mean it's fair i just wish that you know i think the thing that i always come back to with him is that i hope that if i ever feel the same way again that i have the courage to tell him the truth mm-hmm. instead of trying to sabotage everything mm-hmm. right so that, see, if I had the courage to walk away and be like, this is not what I need, this is what I would like. If I could have just said that up front, there would have been way more open communication about stuff, whether I pursued things or not. And I hope that in the future, if I ever feel that way again, instead of trying to sabotage something, instead of making him break up with me because I am X, Y, and Z, I hope I can have some self-respect and say, no, this is what I would like. This is what I would want. But I do, I do. The part that sucks about it is that I did hurt him deeply. Um, and I don't want to make that a a, a pattern, mm-hmm. whether it's now or whether it's 10 years from now. Like, I don't want it to be a pattern that I need to hurt him to figure out what I want. Well, for as much as there is expert this, and let me tell you this, and I have my podcast on this, and that whatever that tone is, it is bothersome and hypocritical. Mm-hmm. Um, the last few minutes of you talking have, not even the slightest hint of that. I think. Yeah. I mean, you know, hearing you talk the last five minutes has just been beautiful. So thank you. Thank 
Thanks. for that right just just that alone right there that is exactly what it should feel like mm-hmm. when you talk to people and when you podcast that was wonderful so thanks so don't quit well done <laughs> <laughs> no we just go out on a high note i'm saying okay, perfect. <laughs> but yeah. katie how about you i mean i'm I, you know i'm not asking about your personal life that kind of stuff like that but i'm just saying at ch- closing this chapter for you is uh, you have a very different experience than this i suppose <clears throat> i mean for me i just i was just overwhelmed. I don't think I could have given what it needed to be, at least for me, to be good at it, you know. Um, just tired, just overwhelmed, just um, feeling like I had enough to do with, um, you know, kids, family, life. I just, I was just done. But, you know, nothing like necessarily within the podcast mm-hmm. was bad. I, I look at it and I, I'm really proud of what we've done. And I think it was, it was really fun. It was really hard. It was a lot of work, but it was great. Like Candace and I have always wanted to do something like business together. And we had a whole bunch of crazy ideas and we landed on a sex podcast and um, it was great. And I think that, you know, looking at like just how different the early episodes are from like the latest episodes, you can kind of see our growth our changes. Um, and that's just even to have those, that's a really, that's a great thing. But I was just sure life-wise and commitment-wise already, just with things that I had to do, I was ready to stop. Yeah. Um, well, I think that really is, to me, the culture we're in now is so irritating because whatever you were at any point in your life, you are forever. Right. And I think our podcast, I think your podcast and the way you just said that is very, very accurate. It's like, okay, we'll watch them, just listen to them across a couple of years and you'll see massive change that is obviously not calculated by market demographic or sale. It's nothing. It was just completely a window into people processing, which is what is helpful to people. I remember when we sat at McDonald's, (laughs) you know, in the play area McDonald's so our kids could play when we're talking about launching your podcast in the very first place. So to me, there's nothing about it says failure. Nothing about it says anything. And in fact, I believe the mechanism of you guys changing over time is the very thing that helps people. That. Not that you ever knew what you're talking about. You probably didn't. No, didn't. Not the point. (laughs) Not at all. Not the point. And so I, I just, I think that's terrific. I think it's tremendous. And it's not, I don't think of it as negative or whatsoever. You put something out there, you affected many people with that, not not with the exact words that you ever said could never be what's important, you know, in my book. It really isn't, but pretty cool. I do think we Thank had you. this, um, Katie and I both had this, like, I don't know what you would call it. Uh, sorry. The Synergy. Word is- <laughs> Synergy. Synergy. <laughs> Who said that? Toby. Energy. <laughs> was it Toby? Yeah. It was me. It was me. I come up with the good words. Um, Katie, and I don't know. I think when we first started, too, if I could have done anything differently, it would have been because I, I always had this like weight on my shoulder feeling like I had to be the one that did the editing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Katie, being an empath, totally picked up on that energy and was like, I'm sorry, I'm not, I don't offer more things. I'm like, no, you just need to be here and talk and I'll just take this weight on. And I wish there was another way to have done that. I Mm -hmm. wish there was more like, like, I wish that we could have both showed up the same way we did today and just talk to you guys and then not have to worry about getting it published and getting it edited because that is the part that was the most work and i did do an edit one week and it was terrible no it wasn't (laughs) thank you it wasn't (laughs) 
I did it on GarageBand, by the way, and I was like, uh, that's okay, okay. This is different than video. It was bad. But I agree with her. I, I, I felt a lot of burden of just being like, hey, all I do is pretty much like show up, talk, look up what we're going to talk about, you know, get my ideas together and like how I feel about it, whether it's right or wrong, but ready to like talk. Mm-hmm. But that's it. And then everything else was like, and that was, yeah. And it did that start kind of feeling like, it did start feeling like a burden yeah. after a while. Mm-hmm. Especially because we didn't see, like, we had wonderful supporters. Yeah. But not enough to go like, this burden's worth it. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> For sure. Like, this burden is worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that that's always the case. But you're able to, to do a lot and you made marriage supply that worked for a really, for Really well yes. for a period of time too. Yeah, fantastic. Well, yeah. yeah, and so uh, I, I mean, we Toby and I talked about this before, but and I told you this, you guys this as well. But we had on somebody from Adam and Eve on the podcast, and they gave out a promo code, and it had this just really high response rate, mm-hmm. and they started wanting to be an advertiser and stuff like that. So when I, we found out that you guys were actually not going to do anything else, and marriage supply might not even be there. It seemed crazy to send people to because we internally talked about should we have Adam and Eve as a sponsor? I mean. You know, even though I've shifted my point of view on porn, some and everything like that, it's still that isn't the kind of site that it's still I still have a hard time thinking that should be a sponsor of a podcast. You know, still have a hard time with that. And if there's the market there and marriage supply is so great, um, it just seemed like, well, maybe we could just put this up here. We obviously our audience, you know, loves dildos. So <laughs> obviously, I mean, clearly, <laughs> I don't know if that no, would be the number one no, thing we so. sell. Well, you tell us though, like, you know, we're going to try to, to, to run that store yeah. and, and, and serve people with it in the same way as you did. But tell yeah. us what you thought was good about that or what, what, I mean, what was it that you think people cared about in that space is different than, than, than what else is out there? Well, I think a big part was that every time we were looking at, um, sex shops, it was all porny, mm-hmm. which I have also changed my mind on, or it has adjusted, right? My right. belief on porn and stuff. But it was like, it was kind of painful to actually look for sex stuff because because everything was so like raunchy looking. And so we wanted yeah. to basically bring the dignity back into looking for sex toys, especially yeah. for um, evangelical or people in the Christian community. And so... We ended up partnering with Joel and Rochelle, who you guys know, and they've been great. Like, we were able to sync the podcast with the shop, and basically there would be things that we would review on the podcast, um, and the ones that we really believed in, we put it in the store. So, like, the number one selling thing was a Screaming O vibrating ring. Uh huh. And I think it's because we loved it so much. Like, it was the first sex toy I ever tried, the first one that ever helped me orgasm with my husband at the same time. Like, who doesn't want that? Yes, let's try it. And then, so we basically ended up, we just synced it up together. And then it kind of ran and, and it became its own thing and started carrying way more stuff. But has always been porn free. Yeah. And even we even went to the extreme of, like, cutting out porn off the packaging at one point before sending it out to other people. Placing yeah. stickers over boobs. Yeah. But that, but, I mean, that that's, might be trivial in some sense, but Don't it's also important because, I mean— the last thing people want to think is, you know what? I might be interested in something, but I don't want to stop at that thing off the interstate exit yeah. that says adult right, store. It right, right. looks like an abandoned Stuckies, you know? We yeah, because people, people always get yeah. embarrassed, like, walking into those. Embarrassed, and there's yeah. this sense of, like, I think there's this sense of, like, oh, I shouldn't be in here if I want sex. And maybe right. it, isn't, it isn't a wholesome thing, but right. we're like, you guys go have fun yeah like you have no reason to be so shy about this unless it's becoming something that is replacing your intimacy with your right i mean think about how much the 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 environment in which you're 
exploring or consuming things or even just as a purchaser matters. Like you love the Apple store, right? What, what if the only place you could get iPods and iPhones yeah. is like in a dirty truck stop bathroom? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It wouldn't be as good. Yeah. You want some yeah. like. That's not the showroom, right? You I, want it to I, feel I think, okay. I like That's truck a stops great. <laughs> that is a I, great comparison. I was going to say, yeah. I, I think you guys, uh, it, one of the things that I think that uh, unintentionally we have done here at Bad Christian, I think you guys uh, just totally got it and did it on uh, Free Sex is that it's okay and you are normal. Like your thoughts are normal. Yeah. You're not, you, like yeah. like you just said, like, and I think Katie, you were even saying before, um, just the idea of like that that purity is related to sex or whatever that is. And then, and then like, if you have sex, you're not pure. Or if you, if you don't have sex here, you are pure, whatever that whole idea is, is really wrong. Like people want to have good people want to have good people, wh- whoever, but people want to have good sex and they want to try right. things in a way that is beneficial to their sex life or to them. And people have these thoughts and you guys being able to talk about it, confidently or sometimes not confidently or just in a real way, just like, you know, Candace, you did today just allows people to go, wait a minute. I'm not a, a weirdo. I'm not the, the guy pulling off on the exit without, with, you know, seven truckers or something at this weird shop. That The idea is you're normal and it's okay. And you want to, it, it's not about your purity or your God or anything. You're just trying something in a way that enhances uh, your, your sex life or, or you want to make your sex life, even more or, or better or, or whatever. And so I think that's what you guys did so well is just allow people to be, oh, wait a minute. I'm just not out here in the middle of nowhere by myself. I'm not living in Idaho or Iowa or wherever, and some I state. And uh, just, I, I'm a weirdo. I, I'm normal. <laughs> well, yeah. Wait, wait a minute. I'm, I'm, I'm normal. That, that feels so good. It feels well, so it, good to go, wait a minute. I'm, I'm normal. Everybody has these thoughts. Yeah. yeah. And, a, and, and adding to that thought, the, the it, it seems like a paradox that God would put in our very uh, identity, not identity, but in our very flow of humanity, like sexuality. And for most of us, it is like such a powerful force. It's a drive. It's a hunger. It's something that, you know, especially teens when they're full of horn. And yet that is the thing that we are the most careful, most secretive, most, uh, we feel the worst about of all the sins. It's like the yeah. the craziest one. I mean, we have purity rings. We have conferences for purity rings. We have yeah. uh, basically damaged goods if you had sex before marriage. And I mean, it's just, it's really crazy. It doesn't seem right. It's like a natural part of us. And, and I'm not, I, I don't, I don't know where I'm at. I haven't ironed out all the details in my head. I'm not saying, I don't, I don't think, oh, just go, consume as much porn as you possibly can. I think there's a a lot of harm from doing that, but I definitely want to back off like Matt. I mean, when you say what you said about your daughters, uh, that doesn't cause me to pause for thought at all. Like I, I, I need to think of a different way of teaching my two boys and two girls about sexuality than what I was taught, you know, because I, I was taught that any sort of sexual impulse is just dangerous and bad unless it's with your wife. And that's just crazy talk. I mean, the fact that when I masturbated, I was afraid I would go to hell unless I stopped masturbating. And I was a teenager. Are you kidding me? (laughs) A teenager masturbating is pretty damn normal. And I don't think you're going to go to hell for that. I mean, it's just insane. The sort of stuff that we picked up on. Mm. It's just our sex. Like you guys said though, like our sex life, 
has either been equated to porn or purity. And it's like, there's almost no in between. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. wait a minute. Hold on. I, I just want to uh, be in love and share a moment with this person that I love. And what, how, how fun can that be? And that is a normal thought. It's not it, like, like I do like the idea that, that marriage supply doesn't similarly to like the word Christianity. There's a lot of bad stigma and bad shit going along with the word Christianity now. Same with porn and all that stuff. So I would rather get rid of all that. I, I, part of me wants to get rid of the, the my relation to Christianity and just be, you know, I, I'm trying to find Christ or Jesus. And then part of me, like same with porn, like well, all that stuff just gets in the way of, man, I just want to have a real relationship with my wife and uh, and because that's who I'm committed to. And whoever, you know, who I'm committed to is who I want to have sex with. And what can that look like? And wh- what can we do? And that that's normal. That's not the, the two extremes of, oh, it's totally pure or it's totally porn or whatever it is. Those things uh, have always gotten in the way. And then those things are so prevalent and strong that you don't actually end up having real conversation. Kind of like what you were saying, Candace. It, it's hard to end up having a conversation because you're like, wait. I'm just thinking about this. I just have these ideas about sex or God or whatever you might be, and I just want to talk to you about them. And then it's this weird, heavy weight of, oh, man, this could be really bad, or this could be devastating or or hurtful. And so we avoid it, and it ends up putting us in bad positions, I think. Mm -hmm. It puts us in places we don't want to go. So, Candace and Katie, I think you guys have helped a lot of people, and Marriage Supply has a lot of customers. It already has a customer list, and we're going to do the best we can to you know serve those people and take good care of them we may change some of the ways or branding to fit us and our style and i hope that doesn't uh bother you and we don't have a plan for that but we want to try to figure out how to make this work we appreciate your blessing yes we bless you also funny story or not funny story but by the way if it was anybody else we would have been like (sighs) yeah no but because it's you guys, there's something about like, like it makes sense. You yeah. guys yeah. helped us start out yeah. in the very beginning. You met with us at McDonald's mm-hmm. and did phone calls with us and helped us get started. Like, yeah. like we're thankful for you guys because you gave us the opportunity to reach people immediately yeah. instead of having to build it up from nothing, you know? So yeah. it is like all our blessings on it. Right on. Take it well, on. Thank take you very it. much. Run take with it. it. Yeah, yeah. Go with it. Whatever you want. Just really keep kind. the porn off of it, okay? We'll keep it porn free, I imagine. <laughs> we will. And but, dildos, like you yeah. said, you know, just stock it full of dildos. And you have to promise you keep the magic wand on there at all times. <laughs> all right. Hey, but in, in all seriousness, like, I, I really do think uh, what y'all have done is important and it still is. So if y'all ever get the itch to, like, get some content out there, like, reach out to us at the very least. You can speak to the BC club, but I would, I would love to just talk to y'all and put it on uh bad Christian once in a while. Like if you read an article or have a thought or just something like that, I'd like to keep the sex conversation going, man. Cause sex is okay. Awesome. So we, uh, we did the BC <laughs> club bad, people yeah. at the beginning of the show. Not so bad. if you, you guys don't mind, we can wrap the episode here. Does that work for you guys? I just want to say yeah. you guys are great on the microphone. You've done a lot and yeah. you're great yeah. off the microphone. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. I just Matt, felt I'll, emotional. Like, right, I felt like that was yeah. the door. We love Matt, you guys, I'll, I'll go as far as to say, when I started listening to you guys, I really, and there was no jealousy, but I was like, these two girls are definitely better than me, Matt and Toby, by far. Uh, <laughs> I'm serious. Like, Let's when you guys go. started out, y'all's startup was way better than our startup. Mm-hmm. Well, they're, they're, tre- they're tremendous off mic, too, people. Yeah. I, we know, I've known, we've known a little bit. We're all right. Appreciate it. So. We do okay. Th- thank Thanks, you, guys. guys. <laughs> all right, see y'all later. Bye. All right, see ya.